0: The leaves are falling, the temperature is cooling, and we're looking forward to the approaching holiday season. One thing we can also look forward to annually, whether we like it or not, is the fall economic statement that's expected to be announced in the next few weeks. And, of course, more details on the increasing wealth taxes for Canadians. But now is not the time to panic. It's the time to plan. And Norman Ewing from Macmillan Estate Planning is here to share some strategies that could protect your wealth from announcements just like these ones. Norman, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Wayne. Now, just before we get started, I want to let our listeners know that the Macmillan team will be hosting a virtual webinar on Wednesday, October 18th at 6.30 p.m. For more information and to register, call Macmillan Estate Planning at one 833 266-6464, 266-6464, or you can go online at mcmillanestate.com. All right, Norman, let's uh, get started. We've heard this continued talk pretty much throughout the year about the increases to wealth taxes, especially in the spring budget earlier this year. But what changes are we going to see for the wealth taxes for 2023?
1: Canada's spring budget for 2023 proposed a number of changes, including the rules around intergeneral intergenerational business transfers, a global minimum tax on multinational enterprise. But what our clients are probably most interested in and perhaps impacted by are the proposed changes to GAR and the alternative minimum tax. Now, what's GAR? Yeah, GAR, we have a lot of abbreviations, but it, it stands for the General Anti-Avoidance Rule. And it's essentially used by the CRA to invalidate transactions only attempted for tax benefits. Okay, explain that for me. Sorry. You know, the courts in Canada have ruled on GAR many times, and they've established rules uh, for applying GAR. Uh, Basically, in the spring budget, it looks like the government doesn't fully agree with um, where the courts have taken GAR, and so we're seeing proposed changes to the GAR rules. Now, with the minimum alternative tax, or AMT, we're looking at many proposed changes that broaden what is taxed under the AMT by limiting exemptions, deductions, and credits, and a pretty significant uh, change in rate.
0: Now, the AMT, we've talked about this on the show before. This is the alternative minimum tax. If we could just go over that again, if you don't mind.
1: Certainly. The the AMT is essentially a parallel tax calculation that allows fewer deductions, exemptions, and tax credits than the ordinary income tax rules. The taxpayer pays the extra AMT if it's higher than their regular income tax. What most people don't know is that their accountant or their tax software is calculating this AMT every year when they file their tax return. But it's generally less than the regular income tax, and so the person pays their regular income tax and doesn't even think about the AMT. So
0: if we're not really aware of it, then what's the
1: significance? Many people haven't really uh, seen the AMT, you know, because uh, again, the, the calculations haven't been high enough to trigger it, but sometimes it's circumstances. Uh, uh, maybe there's uh, some changes in a particular year that uh, um, th- that bring the numbers uh, to a certain level that uh, that were triggering the AMT, um, and then people are surprised to, to hear about uh, this whole calculation and, and this new area of tax for them. Okay, so
0: uh, after the spring budget, of course, we did get some legislation that revealed a little bit more about what this AMT could be causing us?
1: We've, we've seen some more details on it. And so the big story for the, the, the AMT is, is the rate change. Uh, we're looking at a rate change from 15%, what it is currently, uh, to a proposed 20.5%. And this draft legislation uh, also increases uh, the basic exemption. So uh, you'd have to earn much higher income to fall into these AMT rules.
0: So what about the average Canadian? Is it going to impact them
1: You know, we can certainly see how this is going to impact, uh, you know, higher income earners, but, you know, for the average Canadian, um, you know, how does this impact them? You know, maybe there's going to be a a bump uh, in their income from the sale of business, sale of a vacation property. Uh, And so we're looking at, uh, you know, are some of those unexpected um, events for an average Canadian, are they going to trigger the AMT more readily under the proposed rules?
0: Now, some of the exemptions, uh, normally when you're dealing with taxes, you also want to make uh, charitable donations because that can help reduce or mitigate your tax. Is the AMT going to be impacting uh, charitable
1: donations? It will be. Um, The proposed changes will have an impact in this area, you know, currently under the regular tax system, in kind donations of publicly traded shares, mutual funds, segregated fund trusts, um, these donations to a registered charity give donors a tax receipt equal to the fair market value of the securities or funds being donated. The in kind donations also allow the donors to avoid paying the capital gains tax on any accrued gain. The spring budget proposed that under the new AMT rules, Thirty uh, percent of capital gains on donations of publicly listed securities is included in the AMT base. Now, how this will impact people's donations to charities, we're going to have to watch this because if the AMA is uh, sorry, if the AMT is being triggered and more taxes are owing, will people still involve charities in their planning at the same levels? Will donations to charities decrease under the proposed changes? Yeah, so definitely keep a
0: close eye on that one. When are we going to see these changes come into effect, Norman?
1: The alternative minimum tax changes are targeted to take effect on January 1st of 2024. So subsequent to the spring budget, we saw the Department of Finance release draft legislation for review. The question we're, uh, we're watching for is, is there going to be any more surprises or changes announced in the fall economic statement?
0: Well, we'll hope that it, because it's a review that there is going to be something, because I can imagine not a lot of uh, people are too happy to see this change.
1: And ultimately, there is going to be change here, uh, and so we have to uh, get ready and plan for that. What remains to be seen is you know, what the dollar amount of these changes is, are, is going to be. The government's obviously hoping that these changes will generate, by their estimates, about $3 billion in new tax revenue over a five-year period starting in the 2024 year. So in the
0: big picture, $3 billion really is a drop in the bucket in terms of federal financing.
1: You know, it, it, it may be a drop in the bucket for federal financing, but, uh, you know, it, it could affect um, people um, on a bigger scale, on a personal scale. You know, with the current rules with the AMT, uh, people are able to uh, carry forward any additional tax that they pay for it Um, for seven years, and they can offset that against uh, regular tax to the extent that the regular tax exceeds the AMT in those years. So what we've seen historically is uh, the AMT is more of a timing issue. Maybe it's not um, as much of an overall tax increase. Uh, You know, an individual pays more taxes in a given year due to the AMT, but then they recover that um, extra tax over the next seven years. Now, is that going to be more difficult for them to recover? You know, I think it's going to be harder because of the uh, significant jump in rate. Uh, You know, we're looking uh, um, up to 20.5% now. um, And so, you know, it may not be uh, just a timing issue uh, under the proposed rules. Um, You know, we're going to be watching and seeing how the government finalizes those rules. um, But uh, I think it may be more difficult to recover those extra taxes over the following seven years.
0: So what I'm hearing this morning, Norman, is... A little bit of doom and gloom. I'm hoping that that's not all we're going to be hearing when it comes to this AMT come
1: uh, come January 1. Yeah, you know, it's not all doom and gloom, uh, Wayne. Uh, you know, the in the tax field, there's, there's always changes, and it's adapting to those changes, and it's coming up with new solutions um, to plan for our clients. And so it's a situation that we're monitoring closely. Uh, but it highlights the importance of careful and proactive tax planning to protect yourself and your estate from paying more taxes than you're required to. And that's the key. Make
0: sure you plan. All right, we're going to pause for a break, uh, Norman. Just a reminder that the Macmillan team will be hosting a virtual webinar coming up Wednesday, October 18th at 6.30 p.m. To register, you'll need to contact Macmillan Estate Planning. The number is one 833 6464, or you can visit the website at macmillanestate.com for more information. Norman Ewing from McMillan Estate Planning is my guest today, and we'll be back with more on Talk to the Experts.